What's up, doers? Welcome to Be Uncommon with Caleb and Luke. On this week's episode, we have recording artist John Lindahl. We talk about creativity, removing the ego, and routine. I hope you guys enjoy. Three, two, one, mango. Welcome to the Uncommons Podcast. Luke Boxday here with Caleb Foss on my, on my left, but more importantly, the GOAT, the greatest John Lindahl, a uh, homie for a very long time. Pow! He is the one of the he's probably the second best movie quarter i know besides the guy to my left who is yeah. he's the best movie no john, john's ever. been john's been money to but john money. john has, has not missed one lot so you guys introduce yourselves i'm just i'm excited to be here it's a long time coming you first man you're the you're the uncommon's lord well uh yeah I'm lord. Caleb. Uncommon's uh, lord he gives you lord, that's a great name but yeah we're here with john lindahl man and um just an incredible person first of all but amazing singer dancer entertainer I mean, all the above. Um, we grew up together. Um, him and Luke knew each other before I met you, but Lake Forest and Luke stand up. up. Lake Forest and Luke stand up. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get into that. That's still a touchy subject. Um, it's a very touchy subject. But yeah, so this is John Lindahl, man. John, how you feeling today, bro? Dude, I'm good. Thanks for having me on here, guys. And um, it's been, man, we we kind of had a day, didn't we? We had a, we had a workout. And we had some margaritas and some omelets. It's kind of, it's been but also, quite a vibe. It's been a day. There were... The omelet was one of one, one of one cooked by John Lindahl. So real quick, why don't you tell us what was in that omelet? Because there was something that um, it was next level, and you said it was like, "Hey, is it cool if like I just put this in it?" And Caleb and I looked at each other like, "Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that would be great. a twenty-seven dollar omelet in Laguna Beach." Yeah, so. no, seriously. Uh, well, I'm glad you guys thought that, but it was it's mainly just that you know I do just egg whites, spinach, and salmon, and, and you guys put the cholula on it. And the, I think it's the cholula. That got <laughs> no, it, no, no, it's got to be the cholula. Salmon in an omelet. Salmon in an omelet. I was like, uh, what? Yeah. Wait, what? Salmon okay. for breakfast, though. You guys got to try that more often. The salmon for breakfast is actually kind of insane. But I never thought, like, eating cold salmon. Like, the cold salmon right. is it's kind of different for salmon. me. Because yeah, I see, like, how bagels all the time. Yeah. Like, like yeah. salmon bagels yeah. are fire, but I'm like, it's out of my comfort zone. Yeah, but you did it for me today, so I was like, I got it done. <laughs> You're not like that. I'm not that guy. Pal. <laughs> you know what it is, though? It's because you guys work out, and it's like, it's like lean. It, 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 it's, yeah. it's very okay. lean. Like Don't say you guys work out, bro. You work yeah, out, too. Dude, so let's, you, you John, the ringer this morning. John's biggest problem is that he's too humble. Okay, so let me just, let, let's figure this out. So we get here this morning. John's like, here, we're doing P90X. So we're like, cool, I guess I signed up for that today. <laughs> yeah. Um, and me and Luke are struggling with this cardiovascular just... just but no, 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 no. We started jumping around in the warm-up, and I'm like, yeah, okay, hold yeah. on for a second. Wait, so we haven't started? And you're like, no, grab the weights. And I was like, those tens look really heavy right now. I'm not I'm not there yet. It, it, was, it was tough. And John's over here like a machine just doing high knees for an hour straight <laughs> while he's doing push-ups and banana rolls. And it was... Uh, so first, I want to just talk about, like, so the P90X, like, it's different, but it's yeah. a way that you found that sure. is the best... Thing that works for you with your yeah. dancing and your singing and I kind of want to go into like the fitness part of like what you do on stage as far as like what how do you yeah. train your voice to be able to sing like that and the dancing like it's so much it's a yeah. lot on your body because yeah, like regular guys like just real quick it's like we'll never have to endure the Ever. endurance that you need to perform like you did yeah. you know like him and I just as what we do in our lifestyle we, we don't need endurance like that so to be like, honest though you when, it's impressive when I watch you guys do stuff like it makes me shudder just like the last video you guys did like genuinely like the fact that you're just that. carrying all that stuff across a beach is insane to me so <laughs> it's really just different for everybody but I'll say yeah for me like I do 
Um, I have a vocal exercise that I do for my um, one of the greatest vocal coaches of all time, Jan Smith. She does like Usher, Justin Bieber, everybody, and wow. like and she just kind of gave me this. I used to literally like it was like the most intense vocal exercise and it would make me tired i'm just sitting there singing and i, I would do it like while i was playing video games like just to kind of like get my mind into it and it, it, it just freaked me out because i'm like this is so intense but then i think the reason why i like p90x is because of the fact that it is weight training yes it is body weight training but it's also that mixed in with cardiovascular like no breaks like you got to keep going because like if you think about it like when i'm on stage like there really isn't a a, a Break, no. per se obviously it's not the same as like you know playing like basketball all the time but it's like i want to be even in i want to be in shape as if i'm gonna go into like a playoff basketball game because like if because when you think about it when i finish a song i can't be like <sighs> yeah because the whole thing about yeah. being an artist is like you gotta kind of what i'm realizing is everyone that i've looked up to you gotta kind of like it's gotta look easy for you and for it to look easy that means you have to train a lot harder than what you're actually performing at. yeah yes. that makes a lot no, of it sense does, you, sure. you, you guys know you're, you're making you're making the performance easier than your training like, totally, like yeah. so you're trying to you're overdoing this training so when you get on stage like oh this is cake this is yeah. easy because if you think about it there's a lot to think about um performing wise that i don't have to think what? about. or even when you're playing like a Bro, sport yeah. you're for for people listening um I mean, if you go to a concert, you have to know your choreography, your mm -hmm. lyrics, mm -hmm. and people think, well, you wrote the song. Yeah, but how many songs you've wrote or have in your head that you haven't yeah. written yet? Like, just your mind just goes to so many places, but you got to remember the choreography, the lyrics, the whole thing that everybody set up, the stage, where you're going to be. Like, there's a whole thing to it while on top of being in very good shape. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's like playing a game without like going to practice. Yeah, like, like think about it. Like if you guys for didn't, sure, yeah, for sure. And what's really like impressive to me about all artists, but especially ones that can like move like you do on stage, is you your body has to like it just second nature know what it's doing next. Uh, the beat of the music, singing the lyric, moving at the exact spot on stage that's choreographed. Like you have to have so many things that are coming up. Totally. Like that you're saying or you're singing, but you're moving and like on positioning of the stage yeah. is but you have to practice so hard before that to where it's like you actually don't think about it when it happens yeah it's just second nature so there's an ungodly amount of pressure and practice on all of those things that you do during like a performance that nobody's ever going to know except for like the people on your team or you well, which think, is like so crazy to think about i think that's why honestly you get you and i are like all of us are like friends if you think about it because you guys grew up like i mean i played sports but you guys were like athletes athletes growing up and like if you think about it, musicians and athletes, the work isn't that different. Mm -hmm. it, like regarding like what you're doing, like you know, like you're going to practice. You're you're basically making all these plays second nature to your body, to mm -hmm. where like when someone calls it, you know exactly what you're doing, or like whatever the case may be regarding plays. It's like it's the same thing with music. Like like if someone's like, oh, we want an encore, you got to do this song. I know exactly what that play is yeah, in my head. That's dope. I know all the I know that's all the super chords. dope. I know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that's if you think about it, that's why like a lot of like celebrity athletes and musicians are friends because mm -hmm. the work isn't that different it's, it's still it's, a craft it's, it's, yeah. it's still a craft yeah. it's still a grind but yeah. your your play though is is three minutes long you know it's yeah. not a it's not a yeah. 4.8 second play you know it's yeah. not a pass 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 shoot you know mm -hmm. something like that it's a it's three to four minutes long you're moving you're singing you're performing you're handling the energy of an entire environment like, yeah like the confidence alone. But bro. another thing about a play is like when you play a team sport, the play involves multiple people. Of course, yeah. of course, it, it, when you perform, it involves a, a whole team, team of people. Yeah, the but band. the focus is on you. I, you know I, what I mean? Yeah. I so it's different. That. 
I appreciate that too because it's it's like a lot of times people don't. Um, uh, it's cool hearing that from athletes too because I, I think as a kid a lot of times people I felt misunderstood because I was you know in sports but then I also wanted to you know dance and mm -hmm. shit and it's like what and, but but it, but it's cool because now that you guys have like I mean you guys have you know played sports and you you know what it's like like. You're like, oh no, like that's like, like if you're like, if I was in that position, like, like I would have to do this amount of preparation to get to that moment, and like that's how I feel when I watch like a professional athlete play. I'm like, damn, like the amount of like prep that that, like I, I think that that's the the thing that we connect on is yeah. like, like we really take pride in the work, which is like super cool because I think that a lot of times people see that the whole point of like I said being an artist is like the finished product of things looking easy and things looking chill, but if you really think about your favorite artists, a lot of those people have like put in countless hours of work to where what they're doing seems easy, but what, yep. but it's really not easy and they put in so much time. Well, that's what I think is so cool about you. Like I remember when we went to San Diego for the House of Blues concert and I saw you live for the first time, like really saw you live when you like started to take off a little bit, you know, and I was like, damn, like John's doing this thing, man. And we're at the House of Blues and you came out and you're just so swagging. The thing that you do really well is you own it. Like you own who you are and you're owning like your style and like, and it's different. It's a totally different style, and I relate it to like, kind of like how these guys like Bruno Mars has a different style. MGK is coming out with like this indie rock like Don't different style. Like, but you have your own authentic style. Like, I don't see another dude that's like John, and that owns it the way you do. You know what I mean? So I think that's what's so impressive for like you and other artists is like you're on a stage like where you're the main focus, but you just like you fucking rock it, bro. You own that stage, and it's the dopest thing ever. Cause like we've been involved with team sports. Like, yeah. I can't own the field. Like, it doesn't doesn't have like some quarterbacks maybe have that, but like. It's a team, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you are the main focus, so it's badass that you know that and you own that shit and you fucking take it. And like the the term in baseball is like if you're, which I've said it before, it's like if you know it's Thursday and tomorrow you're facing against a starting pitcher who's like the dude is like the term that you call it. Like hey, he, he's a dude, he, which means like he's the guy, the guy on the field that may win or lose that game for them. But if he wins it, it means he's taking over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you step on a stage and you can like see it, sure I might be biased because like I, you know, I've known you for so long. Mm -hmm. But like you're the guy to where it's just oh, like I've man. I've never actually been in a in a you know, arena or like an area even when I saw you at was it the amphitheater or Great Park? Oh, it was, uh, was it the five point five, five point right there. Yeah. To where it's like I've never seen you in the environment where there was thousands of people and then you perform and then everybody's talking 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 and then silent and just watching and I was like oh my that's the most captivating thing I've ever that's experienced you do. Okay. Which is like so cool because it's like yeah I'm so proud of it and like I look up to you being able to do that because that sounds crazy to me, but to like from knowing you since we were kids yeah. six seven eight years old at Tell elementary me. school yeah you know to all the way through that of like there are these people that are like looking up to this idea that you had in your mind that you put in the work to create and that you put in the work to perform and then perfect in front of all of them which it's like it's in the song Idols where like. Um, the guy we were just talking about. L.A. Reid said, like, you, you didn't take the initiative. I love that you said the guy we were just talking yeah. about. But, no, because, but, like, he, he said, you quote him in that uh, song saying, like, he, you don't take out the energy of the room when you walk in, which yeah. is, like, the most bullshit thing I've ever seen because you took out the energy when we were at Five Point of an entire amphitheater, an entire stadium, let alone, a, wow. like, a, a room. Wow. So it's just really cool to, like, see that, like, this started as an idea from when you were singing the national anthem when we were seven years old on like the mic for the entire school like seven fifty eight a.m. Yeah. And then that happens, you know, yeah. ten to fifteen years later. 
Yeah, that was so, the biggest moment in your life at that time too, which is cool. Yeah, like, you're singing the national yeah. anthem at school, like that's dope. And then now and you're then, in arenas, bro. Now we're here, but it's like at the same time of like you saying, I remember being in the classroom, and everybody would go like, "Shit, is that John?" Like even at like eight years old, I was pulled the first time. I go, "Shit, <laughs> shit, that's John." Starts cursing. No, 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 I really appreciate that. Appreciate that, man, because a lot of times I I get caught up in like where I want to get to and like. It's, it's, I think we were talking about this earlier. I think that sometimes I get into moving forward for the wrong reasons and I, um, I forget why I started. And then the reason why I started at that age, right? I just love to sing. I love to perform. I was the only boy in chorus, bro. Like I was just like, yeah. I wanted uh-huh. to do it. I'm comfortable yeah, being uncomfortable, yeah, yeah. man. I just, I wanted to do it, mm-hmm. but I also played sports with you guys. So you guys like knew me, but then you're like, oh, he also likes to sing and dance. He's dancing on second base. But it was never weird. <laughs> He's dancing on second base. <laughs> or lightning. Oh my God, yeah. I used to dance with the lightning yeah. all the time. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's, it's, but it wasn't weird when you were doing it though. You know what I mean? That's like, cool because you, it's a it cool was your idea. passion. Yeah, it was so, you. And you know who you are like in terms of this, you'll know who that I'm talking about. Um, growing up, you know, when we're we're the baseball players, or like we're the athletes of like, you know, what's sad to say now of like the masculine sports of like baseball, basketball, basketball football, football, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then you don't think of soccer when you're eight years old. You know, you don't think of soccer as like the masculine yeah. sport because it's like if you're not one of those players, it's like your defense mechanism is oh they're lame. I play a cooler sport until you start to realize it's way harder than the sports we play. Yeah. But, so that's like, I would always like look at those kids when they were younger, like, oh, that's kind of lame, they play soccer. But then there was Andrew Rizek. Oh, God. Who was the yeah. GOAT. Yeah. <laughs> he he was so house. impressive. So it's like, when you talk about, like, you guys probably saw him, like, singing. It's like, no, but when you were, like, the dude that was dancing or singing when you were younger, it was kind of like, that dude's got something I don't have. I, I'm, kinda, I'm more jealous or anything. Like, that dude can do it. So it's like, whenever we saw Andrew Rizek, it was like, you want to play soccer? Are you playing? Am I on your team? Then no, I don't, if I'm not on the team, I don't want to play soccer. And think about the fact that I grew up with my sister plays NCAA soccer, and you played NCAA soccer. <laughs> and so like, it makes you just be like, "Am I really doing anything at all?" It's it's it's, it's a really like it's a humbling thing because mm-hmm. I have a sister who's you know doing that, and it's just it, it's it's cool that you guys recognize it as that because it is kind of a solo journey when you're you know working on your craft and doing all these things like you know playing drums or singing or working on your instruments or dancing. It's just like people like you know they, they they see one thing and it but the the coolest thing is i will say is that the fact that you guys look at it and you're and and the fact that you're acknowledging it as like a a sport almost in a way that i don't necessarily because i'm just trying to get my vision out and the idea of me getting my vision out you guys are like oh well you have to do all these things to get that vision out and i'm just like oh well I'm just trying to get the vision out, but you're seeing, you're seeing the practice, you're mm-hmm. seeing like the discipline. So I, I appreciate that, and that, that that's where if if anyone's watching, I would I would tell them just like when you really are addicted to your passion, yeah. like the work just takes care of itself because you're doing that, and then people will see it and be like, wow, that's such an insurmountable amount of work. But but then you're just thinking to yourself, oh no, I'm just trying to get my vision that I see in my brain that I know you guys have for mm-hmm. yourself in this podcast and everything that you're doing, like people like like eventually people are gonna look back and be like, oh wow, like, yeah, they really worked out with like Marines and like recording artists and like with these people, they were just trying to like understand like that. That's what I think is what's what's really cool about what you guys are doing is you're yeah. just trying to understand people more. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's what I really want to dive in with you is. We did create this and we want to meet the most uncommon people from all walks of life and dive into the psyche. Like I love that you used that word earlier. It was like, oh, like the psyche of why I do things. And that's why I want to get on these podcasts with you and guys from military and all walks of life because what's the psyche behind what you do? Like it's lonely hours. It's the quiet hours with you, you know, 
fuck, I don't know, a lyric comes into your head and you start writing down and you start flowing or you have a gut feeling and like it's yeah. a different type of like football. I go to practice, I watch film, it's very structured. Like, I feel yeah. like being an artist is so creative where like any yeah. type of inspiration, motivation, so I'm kind of just asking your psyche of like yeah. your motivation or things that inspire you and kind of when you get to that state of flow with with your music. What I'll start with though first is it makes me, it makes me sad that people like I feel like when they're talking to people, they, they they like diminish what they do. Like I really look up to what you guys do. Like honestly, like, so, so oh, thank you, you. Like so when you say like, oh, I just go to practice, I just go to film. Yeah. I don't want to do burpees. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Like, that sucks. Yeah. Like so, so, so I'm, I'm I, I I don't want to. No, 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 I know there's a mutual <laughs> respect. I know no, there's so a mutual it, respect. It's, it's yeah, really, I want you to know so, for so, sure. But no, but I, I, I think that. it's just like an imagination thing, man. Like so, I, I'll say the reason why. I don't know, when I was really little, I watched, my grandparents showed me Singing in the Rain, and there was this one character named um, Cosmo in the show. If you guys have watched Singing in the Rain, it's one of the best musicals ever made. It's super dope. Um, and and when I watched it, this dude in the in the film, he he not only dances, he plays violin, he sings, he, he, com he orchestrates, he's writing all the music for the movie, and he's not even the main character. Wow. But he, like, writes all of it, and he should be the main character, but he's not. And I'm like, oh, look, I want to do that. I want to be, like, the guy that can sing, dance, play instruments, and compose, and, like, be funny, and, and be charismatic. And I see that, and then I'm like, but then what's really cool about that is I see that, because I was in the 50s, I see that trickle down to guys like Sammy Davis Jr., Michael Jackson, uh, Freddie Mercury, freaking Chris Brown. I see it trickle down, like like, and then mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, well, like, well, why can't I do that? And so, when I do that, when I when I'm training, I'm really just thinking about who I. And it's funny because like it's like training, but it's like you know, obviously I'm working out, but it's more just like when I'm practicing my voice or practicing drums or practicing guitar or piano. Like I'm just like, I, it's 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 probably an unhealthy way to look at things. I don't recommend this, but like you. I always look at where people are better than me, and I'm always just like, "Damn, they're better than me at this. I don't, I don't like that. I don't. I don't like losing. I hate losing. It's the worst thing in the world. And so I just like when I when I know in my heart that I'm losing to somebody, it really bothers me. And so like I, I'll watch like something a million times and just try to like replicate it, and, and, and until like it might take me years to do it, but mm -hmm. then eventually when I can do it, I know that like like so for example like when I did my first album. It was that I was telling you guys. It was more of a, a of a me needing to prove to myself that I can do what I need to do because I've self produced, self arranged, um, played pretty much every instrument on that album and the Christmas album right after that I did within like three months. I just like I did everything on it yeah. and like and I, I just needed to prove to myself that I was worthy of doing it because really like we're seeking. I think people that have dreams and for, I know the people that are watching this on Commons podcast or watching like we have dreams of having the world respect us and the world, you know, kind of reassure. Exactly. And the, the truth is like, when you have that, you're really just wanting yourself to reassure you. So as long as you have, like, like, even if, even if that journey takes your whole life, I would say like, like for me, I'm just, tr I'm still trying to prove to myself that I'm good enough. Cause when I go into class and I like, like mess up like a video like a dance step or something it sticks with me for like days and it shouldn't it yeah. shouldn't do that but like mm -hmm. it's but it does and the, but the truth is is it because anyone else cares like no like the people that i look up to love what i do and even like the people that i work with like they like they they always are reassuring me but the truth is is like if you're really trying to be great at something 
the whole thing that you have to manage are your own expectations and not saying like like diminishing what you're doing mm-hmm. but just like like prove to like don't try to prove it to everyone else try to prove to yourself yes. that you're worthy of it right mm-hmm. and i don't know and it sounds really corny but no it's, it's not it's corny shit's true bro and like you said yeah. like we all i did that same thing with like football bro like it's it's what you love is like you're looking for reassurance for someone else to tell you that you're good at something and when i was done playing was when i realized i was only doing it for myself in the first place you know and yeah. i think that's when you reach a point why you started because you were inspired you wanted to be like somebody but it's always for yourself you didn't care about what anybody else thought you oh, know so speaking of that i asked you earlier and we never really got to answer oh, like, what would, so like what's the deal like with football like, like, obviously if you don't want to answer no, it, it's funny that you're sure, i mean I, I appreciate you asking me that but like for me personally bro it's been more like um football was definitely a huge part of my life and taught me lessons that i would never learn it brought me you know, my, hopefully my whole future with many and just, it's, it's brought me a lot of great things, friends, people. Um, but then I just realized I hit a point where I just felt like it was my mentor, Matt Coleman. I went to the holistic life program with him and he asked me, he was like, can you a hundred percent be self-expressed when you're playing football? Like, are you, your hundred percent authentic self? And I said, no, because there is this stigma that you have to be under and people you have to impress. And and scouts, like my future's in the hands of these scouts that care about what I post and like they're gonna judge me. You're being judged all the time when you're playing. And I was like, absolutely not, I'm not. And he's like, all the dreams you tell me about that you really wanna do don't involve football. So I just started kind of reevaluating that. And um, like, yeah, Bill Belichick called me and the Patriots were like, hey bro, we have a tryout, would I go? Absolutely, I'd give yeah. it that shot. I'd, I'd drive you there yeah. and I would, I would, th- I would, drive uh, I would bro, take we, your ankles up and yeah. say, you're going. But Sorry, both buddy. of us would drive <laughs> Me and Luke would like, put and you I appreciate you guys. And you probably know what this, and I think what I hit, I hit a point where I was like, I know I can play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like personally, I know I can go up there and I could be pretty good. Would I, would I be the best ever? I don't know, but I know I could play. So I think I've reached a point where like where re- I reassured myself, like, bro, I'm in great shape. I could play, but I just don't want to. I want to move off my life and do something different and mm-hmm. jump into the unknown like we talked about where I come. Dude, if I was playing football, I would not be here sitting down with you right now. I just went through a P90X workout. So mm-hmm. every day that goes on, I reassure myself that I'm on the right track with meeting people. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've already met you, obviously, but just sitting down with you and jumping into your really life. Really seeing like, what yeah, I do. Yeah. What's out there, bro? Like, well, like, I want to know. Like, I love that we get to go through the day in life with you because it's like, I'm curious. I would love to go to the dance studio with you yeah. one day and just watch yeah. what you guys do. You guys should come. Yeah. It's definitely intense. And, like, the truth is with that. No, but I appreciate you saying that because, like, I sometimes, like, like because I, and this might be my own fault, but, like, I see greatness in people, too. So, mm-hmm. like, when I see, like, you guys and I see you, I'm like, I'm like I, I, I know, like, the, so the fact that you say, like, I know I could play, I'm like, yeah, no, I know you could play, too. Yeah. But, but you're right, though. It's like, at a certain point, there are a lot of like politics involved that don't even involve, out of your control that don't even involve like your level of play, and, and that, that's what the, and not even the value that you bring. That's no, the whole totally. point. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's why, like, where I'm at right now, like I told you, I produce, I self produced my first two albums. If that's not like, if that's not like validating to anyone outside that the fact that I could play every instrument and produce and write my own Everything. music, but like the fact that now I'm like, okay, well, I understand that there is. Uh, a bigger game at work that I need to play into that I can learn from obviously but like yeah. but it's like it's, it's it's just everything is is like a game it's crazy it's 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 learning bro and I think what you're learning through this process if you've 
you've been on X Factor. You learned how that goes. And then you go to get signed by LA Reed and this whole record label. You go through that whole process. And then you go through a process with Logic, who's more independent, correct? Yeah. A little he, bit more independent. He signed it. He, he's independent, but he signed a Def Jam. Yeah. He started an independent label. And then he got signed to Def Jam. And then you know how to produce, right? All the, Dude, you are literally creating this toolbox and learning from all his experiences to the point where like you're gonna be able to teach somebody the whole spectrum of, and that's why I felt in football, I was a walk on to the captain of the team, to most receptions, like the whole spectrum, and that's what you've been doing. You've built your whole, you know what I mean? And then once you reach it, it's like, bro, you're gonna have so much knowledge of this whole game. Like that's where I think all this, this comes from. Like, yeah, I, I think one thing that you can bring to our listeners and our viewers more than maybe anything is, uh, the realization that you can push your own capabilities and more importantly your capacity way more than you think that you can because uh, it's really yeah, impressive for somebody to be able to sing and then that <laughs> yeah. be it let Max. alone dance let alone produce let alone play the music that that you do let alone do it all in a studio in your own home like yeah. <laughs> that you i'm sure you have all the tech and equipment you need, but then you go to a, a studio, a quote unquote real studio, you know, with the soundboards and all the stuff that's supposed to be like, you need this to really do it, and you didn't, you know what I mean? Totally. It's different. Yeah. So you push the capacity of, most people would be stoked if maybe they could possibly sing on anything. And then that was, yeah. you realized you could do it, but you also, it's not that it wasn't good enough, it was great, but you also realized you could do something else, and then you could do more, and then you could do more, and you could do more, and more wasn't even in the same vertical, it was five, six, seven, eight different things you realized you could do more, demanded it, and push yourself to do it. I think, yeah, I think it's just like when, when you have a vision about something, it's just like it, nothing goes as planned ever. Like, like <laughs> nothing ever goes as planned. As it should But when you're, but when you're someone like, like you, like you talk about the people that you're talking to, like the un, like Uncommon's podcast, so when you're talking to people that view themselves as an uncommon individual, you're looking at something and you're like, Okay, well, I'm comp- like, because for me, I compare myself to rare individuals that my circumstances have nothing to do with them. Like, it doesn't yep. even make sense. Yep. Like, for example, I'm comparing myself to like Michael Jackson, who's who literally was like famous since he was like six. Yeah, and, 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 and Tiger Woods music type of thing. Like, that that doesn't make little. any sense. And like, and for me, like, I almost like put myself through the same school while not being in his. I almost like it's almost like torture. I was putting myself through the same stuff that he went through that he maybe unwillingly didn't even want to go through mm-hmm. as a you know ten year old kid. But I was like, no, but I love him. Mm-hmm. I want to be like him. So I so I I did it willingly, and and he just kind of and it, it's crazy. Like you think about like that that that's the gift and curse of seeing people that are great that you love because like a lot of times like. I bet if I spoke to Michael Jackson, if he was alive right now, he would probably say that he wished he had a childhood. He wished he had, you know, like being yeah. able to play sports mm-hmm. like I had. And, and But me looking at it, I'm like, I wish I had what you had. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what's messed up is like, we got to find a way to, um, in this situation with what is just being, like, like I was talking to you guys about, I think that I was really upset about like the public perception of what I do up until I really thought about the fact that every dream that I've had, like, I've wanted to be able to play every instrument, sing, dance, compose, orchestras, produce, that was always my goal, but then I was thinking, like, oh, I want to be involved in all these things, and, like, I want people to love me, and then I'm, like, in reality, like, if I woke up tomorrow and I couldn't move, like, like, physically, I couldn't move, or, like, I couldn't sing, 
like that would be the most detrimental thing. So I, I've really reached that goal, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. Like yeah. that goal that I had as a kid, like it's okay to like, obviously like people think that there's like weakness in thinking that you've reached your goal, but like in a lot of ways, like I've reached that goal and I just need to like wait for people to, like I said, everyone comes to the party late. You gotta wait for them to arrive to your party. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, Matthew McConaughey says in Greenlands, like we talked about, like sometimes you gotta go back to go forward to see how much you've gone through to get to where you're at. And like, yeah. I said the kid that sang the national anthem in second grade the dreams he had like and what he could see now like that's a win yeah you know i mean like you said obviously us as individuals uncommon individuals we're not going to stop till we reach the goal that we set you know yeah, that's and, the problem right mm-hmm. like, how, how do you how do you guys deal with that because like i know that the whole like like the whole impetus behind the uncommon like, like the mm-hmm. uncommons page like podcast page everything is like being uncommon and sometimes like i bet you have to find the uncommonness in things that people like, like in victories that you might not even see as victories like how do you deal with that like question like where it, you're like i think it's a it's like it's hard to explain i feel like you just hit a point where like the uncommon like we reach these goals but then there comes a point where you realize the process is the goal like you realize going through all the shits and finding out who you've become like it's the growth i think yeah. that's what i've learned that's what's uncommon is realizing like it's always learning there's never losses. It's always like you learn from your mistakes. It's okay to make a mistake, just don't make it twice, you know? Yeah. yeah. And just learn from it. And I think that's been the coolest process of like things I wish I would have done or whatever. The grass isn't greener because it's made you who you are today. If you would have taken a different step like Michael Jackson, you might not be able to do all the things that you do that's or the loves that, you know? So I think just knowing that every second leads to where you're at and it's right where you're supposed to be and going through your own pace and doing all your own stuff is like, that's the uncommon. I think it's the idea of like, uh, if you could see down uh, two paths at the same time and you knew one was easier and you knew one was more difficult and you say you could go pretty far really fast on the shorter path, you know, but you have a friend or a partner or somebody like a team on another side and say, it's going to be harder, but we're going to do it together and we are going to go farther at the end of the day and choosing that path. I think it's like the uncommon route that we're, we're yeah. trying to do, which is what you, which is the same way where you said you you entered those things, um, and you made the decisions. You did the things when you were younger willingly. Is yeah. you did that? You I took made that step, bro. Too like there there, there are but, relationships that I could have broken because of that. To be honest with you, like sorry not to interrupt. No, no, but like for sure, like you you knew ahead of probably a lot of choices you were making. Like yeah, there's a faster way to do this, but like I'm only gonna get to the level I want to get at one thing. Like for you example, know, I want to do six things. I don't know if you guys listened to. Um, I saw you by the way. I say that thing. I was gonna say. I. I. Um. Just last thing. I. I. Um. <laughs> I. Um. I know that. Me. I don't know if you guys listened to my like 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 deluxe version of my album, but that the overture at the beginning of the album caused like a big stink with like um the label, and other people that were involved with me that like they didn't want me to do it, and I and when I think about it back like like now. A lot of times I think I made a mistake, but I was just doing what was artistically true to me. Like people, people like literally. And it's not a mistake, well, bro. Because the vision, yeah. the vision you had, yeah. you had the vision in your head of like it might not even be true if this actually happening right now. Yeah. But I envision. I'm gonna be telling you about this envision of the overture and what I'm physically gonna be doing and entering the stage and yeah. the curtains and everything. Mm-hmm. You told me that that vision. Yeah. And it's like so people can't actually if that all happened with the vision you saw in your head. Yeah. Different story. And that's why I think I, yeah, so I, I think that it's, it's a matter of with like being, you know, uncommon individuals, it's like balancing 
when do I, you know, when do I play the game versus when do I, when do I play, stay true to myself? And yeah. that's and the hard part. I think right? being uncommon is being yourself because yeah. when you're staying true to yourself, your authentic self-expressed mm-hmm. self, you are uncommon. There's no one else like you. When you start thinking of other people and acting how other people should see you, that's when you start to be common because that's totally. what everybody else is supposed to be. Like, yeah. I love that you can't be put in a box. You're not a singer. You're not a dancer. You're not just entertainer. Like, you're and all rapper. of that. Yeah, rapper. and rapper. No, your rapping oh, skills. <laughs> no, your rapping skills go fucking crazy. And I know oh, people you, that have solidified that don't even know you have told me that shit. Like, you're oh, very, wait, very thanks. musically talented, bro. So it's like you can't be put in a box. You're just talented. And I think that's what uncommon the misfits and being different that's the whole point of this is like we want to what's your favorite quote from matthew mcconaughey's book green lights we're not here to celebrate sameness we're here to salute distinction so you know like that's matthew mcconaughey not me i just recorded it salute the differences bro like and that's what you own which i think is so dope it's like intern walk-on mentality is all that it's like if you don't have that going in like i used to ask like engineers that I was working with so many questions. They would get so mad at me. Producers, they, they would get like so annoyed because I'm like, what reverb are you putting on that? What delay are you putting on that? Because you're trying to learn, yeah. bro. And, Everyone that's in the <laughs> song, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I said it in the song. Uh-huh. Yeah, basically, um, yeah, so what were you saying, Minnie, by the way? You were saying something. You raised your hand and you were saying what? something. Oh, oh, that was oh, for time. Time limit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. cool. Any, awesome. Anytime yeah. she raises her hand, yeah. we're going to keep that in the podcast, by the way. Yeah, no. awesome. Anytime <laughs> she raises her hand, it's a... But I think we wrapped it up well, but if, if we didn't wrap it up well, I just want to say thanks. No, we're not wrapping it up. We got some time. We got some time. No, no, she was no, giving no, us a halfway, halfway point. Halfway point. Yeah. Oh, that was a halfway point? No, we're good. Yeah. Dope. No, we're chill. Oh, yeah. Still, we're still riffing. No, bro. Fuck yeah. We're here to kick it a little bit, man. <laughs> well, we're thank you. Yeah. I, I didn't know, but, but I was just going to say it's it's really cool um, just being a part of this because sometimes like I get, um, I don't know, when, when you're, when you're, my friend Francesco Yates said this like the art the artist journey is like very solo and alone mm-hmm. it's very like you're just kind of you don't know if you're doing the right thing all the time you really don't like, like yeah. there's like there's so many and like there are so many people that you see that have ascertained success before you did or doing less than what you did or doing what you did and you didn't and they got there and you didn't so it's, it's, a, it's a very <laughs> tough process so yeah. it's like I think a lot of what's been good for me is just like I said, when I really look at, like, what were my goals? When I was a kid, like, I wanted to be, like, that character in Singing in the Rain, right? That could, that could compose overtures, that could com- that could dance, that could sing, that could play instruments. And, like, if you really think about it, like, not to get complacent, but, like, give yourself a break because I, I, I can do You've all those things. You've done it. Yes. I, like, you I did can, it. Yeah, and so it's, like, at this point now, it's more, like, you can kind of let go like like i think because when you're someone like me i don't know if anyone out there is like this too but i'm i'm you were saying that i'm very hard on myself before mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm really trying to give myself more of a break and not even more of a break because i always work hard it's more just like not um punishing myself yes yeah, yeah, yes and yeah. it's like and and i always did that i always punish myself and i was like you're not good enough you can't do this you can't do that it's like well now i've I, if you think about it from a kid's standpoint like what like if my like 10 year old self saw me now they would be like whoa like that's i wish i could do that right now and and so like the fact that i can do that is more of like the fact that i can do that is more of a validation thing where i can look at myself and just focus on okay how do i get from here to here now Mm -hmm. it's not a matter of proving to myself whether i'm worthy or capable it's more just like let's just take the right steps let's do the right things Mm -hmm. and it's and let's let's remove your ego because like it's it's 
that that is the hardest thing for people. It, it's it's the most here. difficult thing right? in the world because it's it's all on you. Yeah, it's you have to do it and put in the work because mm -hmm. it's work to remove the ego. And you have to you have to but, the, but there are times when you need it. There are times when you need it. And well, it's like your, ego, yeah. your ego's your itch. Yeah. Your ego's, ego's what makes yeah. you you. You know, yeah. and sometimes You're sometimes yeah. John's gonna be John, but John's gonna John and do his shit, and that's yeah. the ego where it's like you need that to be you. Yes. But then you, there are times when you have that. That's the if anyone's watching and anyone like is is struggling with this like. If if you there are times when you need you need your ego to push you ahead, mm -hmm. but then there are times where your ego is gonna push you over the edge. So you really gotta reel it back. There's it's, balance. It's, it's balance and everything, man. It's hard. Like, mm -hmm. how do you guys deal with that? Like, regarding like ego. Fuck, I don't deal with it, man. It's every day. Like, <laughs> dude, I have the days where I'm like in the zone, where I'm like, I think I'm the shit, and everything, my my ideas, my dreams, like everything's online. And then I have the nights where I'm sitting on the couch watching TV, where I'm literally so deep in my head, where I'm like. Is everything I'm doing like is this right? Am I doing the right thing? Like, and it's a constant battle, and the ego is gonna play tricks on you. But deep down, you know, and deep down, you know what you're following. And yeah. I think it's taking one step at a time, like you said, and being able to take yeah. the little wins and compound them. You know what I mean? Totally. I think one thing that's helped me a lot with my ego over the last couple of years, because um, I, th I think that I've earned a level of confidence in everything I do. But like personally, I've earned it, like with myself. You know, not with other people. I've earned the confidence like where I believe I can do certain things. And that's because uh, one thing that I've I've been pretty good at my entire life is trying shit. And I think my ego of being able to remove it comfortably now is realizing I have failed so horribly at so many things and I'm still here standing and doing okay. Yeah. So it like, allows me to be like, like what's the alternative? What, but also like you fail and you figure it out tomorrow. <laughs> You've done that a hundred times, it's fine, you're still <laughs> yeah. here. So it's like my ego through failing, but also like seeing like, yeah, I failed, but also having the courage to try starting this business, that job, reaching out to that person, doing this thing, creating yeah. this piece of content, and it not hitting like I thought it would, it, I'm, me not connecting, this, these products not selling, this brand not blowing up how I thought it would, and then I'm still, like, I'm still breathing, my family's still safe and healthy, and like, life's still moving on, and I'm still okay. It's like what has really got me to the point of like, take my ego out, be like, what's the worst that's gonna happen? You're gonna figure it out still, man. Yeah, yeah it is, man. So you were gonna say something? I, I well, and just in my head, I'm just, like, the work is inevitable, right? Like, you've been, so you've been putting all this work and seeing a steady climb, so my question is just kind of like, what's next for John? Like, what are the next steps? What are, like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, what's what's going through your head through this process? So, and almost how, like, people are gonna watch this vlog, and the vlog's, the vlog's dope. Um, so you listen to the podcast right now, oh, no. go watch this vlog, it's going to be sick, Day in the Life with John, but just kind of like, I want to know your mental state and your psyche when you're in flow, but also those days that, it's one of those days, I can't think of shit, or like maybe yeah. my I'm, lyrics I'm, aren't making sense. I'm going to say something real quick, I, for I, any of the yeah. super John Lindahl fans, Hero Saga is coming at some point. Bro, that's <laughs> and this is, this is my dream collaboration. <laughs> For a project that has nothing to do with anything I've ever done, but y'all will be vocal actors. Hero <laughs> is coming at some point in the next forty years, yeah, and it's gonna be cooler than Ready Player One. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> you guys are gonna be voice actors in it. So, so would you guys be down to be like? Oh my god! Super down. And I want to write it. I want to. Yeah. I want to be in the producer's like background, like. Nope, no, no, no. I know John. That's not John's <laughs> vision. They're gonna be like, "This is my job." I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, but I've known John." Hey, well, we're gonna fire your ass. Trust me. They need to play lightning in this scene. And I'm like, "What?" If like, trust being, me. If we're being honest, like, like that, that, that's something that I'm trying to work towards because that, that, that to me is my like, um, 
like how we talked about like Limbo Miranda, like, like Hamilton, like that's like the moment that I kind of want to be like, like kind of like. You want to run the show? Yeah, I, w- I want it to be exactly what I want, and I have to work to get to that point, and I'm I'm humble enough to realize. I'm sorry, I humble myself to realize that. But to answer your question, I think. What's next for John? That's a great thing, by the way. That's, a, that <laughs> like, that's the big next thing, at least, yeah. like, that I've really... Next wanted, 10 years, I've wanted sure. for, like, the last three or four years since you told me the idea, and I haven't stopped thinking about it since. <laughs> yeah, it, it's basically, like, it's a superhero idea, so Luke naturally I'm, is super I'm sad. I'm sold. But basically, so, like, what's next for John? I think what's really cool is this year has been very uncomfortable for me, and I'm sure, I, I don't know if you, if, if the uncommons have talked about, like, the, the idea of uncomfortability. I'm sure you guys talk about it all the time. Yeah. It's basically, like, this has been... With my first two albums, my uh, my opening night album and my Christmas album I did, they were very like I don't because they weren't comfortable. But the fact that I was in my room, I I knew, I've I've been working like that for about six years. So I've what just changes then? It's actually the, 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 that's like an EP leading up to it. But but no, but but true. Like, like the, but the same process though, right? Like I'm, I'm I'm in my room working up to that. I had been doing that since I was like 18 years old. Yeah. But um, um the the cool thing about this process is that it's an uncomfortable situation where sometimes i might not write a song i might just produce the song or i might just write the song or i might do none i might just sing the song and it's like it's been really cool like i said the journey of proving to myself that i have the capacity to do whatever i need to do Mm -hmm. um allowing people to come in and help and people that the, the the cool thing about what's coming out next is that the people that have worked that are working on my music are people that have really um, successfully broken so many careers like Kanye West, Janae Aiko, Logic, like people like that. Justin Timberlake. Like, no, for real, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's really like successful like situations. That, and I, and if I I know if I let my ego get in the way of that, I would just be someone. I would Luke. I would Anakin Skywalker. It. Yeah. I, I would. I would. You know, end up a cyborg and just like end up a, <laughs> a shell of myself. Whereas like that, that's how I look at everything. You can either like be Luke. Or you can be Anakin. You know what I mean? Like, like, if you really think of like the two pathways, like that's the whole irony of their story. Obviously, up to episode six, not. not <laughs> but like, but like when you look at it, if you think about it, Anakin had all the power in the world. He was the most powerful Jedi. Period. He was the best. It doesn't even like we're talking just sheer power. He was the best. But he decided to go this way. Yep. And Luke had his blood flowing through his veins, and he decided to go this way. And Luke's the goat. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and when you guys talk about another character that I really rally behind is like the like Naruto. Like the, the, the I don't know if you guys watch anime at all, but his character was trash for so long. Like he was so bad, and he just like 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 kept trying over and over and over again. But then would eventually accept help from like certain senseis and accept these different things that I had a hard time doing because I wanted to do it all myself. And now now I'm in a place where I'm accepting these this help after I've learned from these people, I've accepted help and this next step of everything is going to, I think, be me just allowing myself to coexist with my talent, what I've learned in conjunction with these people that have a crazy story of their own that I'm actually, that I need to pay attention to, mm-hmm. you know? It's it's like, that's again, letting go of your ego. I have a really hard time with that. So it, it's been really great doing this because I think that that's, you guys are going to hear me juxtaposed with a lot of great other artists' energies that are gonna make the music sound even different than what I could have done by myself, you know? I always, like, relate that back to, like, football, like, when you said you're letting yourself coexist because it's, like, there comes a point where it's your competition, and you're like, I gotta be better, I gotta be better, and that's what what breeds you 
through sports and mm -hmm. you know, the music industry, you want to be the best. Mm -hmm. But then when you start to learn that we can all exist at the same time and the pie is big enough for everybody, mm -hmm. maybe we even help each other and learn some stuff along the way from each other that take our game to the next level where yeah. if you're the best receiver on the field, okay, cool, you're going to get double covered. You need another receiver on the other side to pull that safety over the top yeah. so that you're one-on-one, -on -one, you know? So you need to have your respective competition but teammates and people that you collaborate with and so being able to open-mindedly accept you know the the gifts that are being brought to you and the yeah. people that are being brought in your life is a huge step and i think that's something that all athletes or musicians or people that are in kind of competition environments have to go through it's like jerry Maguire. like you, you guys know that movie obviously mm -hmm. right like, Show like, 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 me exactly yeah. it's like you're you're that that line is when he's more egotistical but then whenever he opened his mind up to the game like let the game come to you. Mm -hmm. like, like, yeah, let the game come to like, you, man. Because it, it's, it's a thing, like, I think we're afraid to do that because we're not, we don't think we're ready for the game. But when you realize, when you prove to yourself that you're ready for whatever game it is, whether it's football, whether it's music, whether it's anything, um, when you're ready for that, that is when you have to just let, it just, life is going to show you a lot of times when you have to let your ego go yeah. I mean, but also times where you have to like make sure that it's in check and that it doesn't get in the way of what other people are thinking of you you have to stand up for yourself but you also have to know when there's a time to let it go yeah. and when you let it go most times when you can effectively let your ego go it's like the greatest things ever it's, it's the great it, it, you feel uncomfortable like I, i'm sure again like that that's something that i think i've seen with you guys like being like uncommon is also being uncomfortable mm -hmm. right yeah absolutely like, being like if and if you're uncomfortable i've been uncomfortable it's growth with most of the most of this year and, and again like with like you know like the disease that i've been dealing with the like you know then getting back into working out the allowing other people to produce and write my music yeah. with me it's like it's it's been strange, but at the same time, like allowing that to happen has been the most empowering thing because it's like you have to, that allows you to respect other people because being egotistical like is, is cool, but all, it's not cool when you don't respect other people. No, and it's, yeah. I think it's just your insecurities too, like judgment when you compare yourself to someone when they walk into the room, your insecurities are showing because you're like judging what they have, what you don't, or whatever the case is. Yeah. So like, the fact that like you gotta know your weaknesses, so the best people in the game, the best leaders, CEOs, musicians, they find who compliment them and they join it. It's a team. Have you seen that video? Just to close it out, yeah. the, uh, <laughs> but like the video of uh, it was like the All Star game, and I don't know who went in for a dunk. It was in the layup line, but he went in for a dunk and just like like threw it off the backboard, just like windmill crazy, and then Steph Curry comes up afterwards and looks at it and goes. And then, and then, then yeah. steps back and shoots a three and just yeah. drains it. But like, like knowing your limits and knowing like what you can do is yeah, so powerful. For sure. Like Steph Curry is gonna is the best shooter of all time. Period. Yeah. Like, like he's he the good at. But but like you got you gotta know your and not that's not to say they don't work on your weaknesses. No. But like if you have your strengths, when you're juxtaposed with people that have strengths that are different than yours, like play to your strengths. And he's surrounded by people that that show his strengths better because totally. they can do the things that he's yeah. weak at like yeah. he doesn't have to win little dunk steph shoots bro i can yep. do the one little dunk you know what i'm saying yeah, so yeah. Draymond, Draymond's got, got, like he's got d you know like if i we need a three but i'm not open clay's got this you know exactly. what i mean like there's, that's there's the tribe it's so it's so tough like like that, that that's what's hard I'll, I'll just say in closing that's what's hard if you guys are like wanting to learn more about me because we're you know doing day in life with john um, <laughs> no this is that, it john john daly but not the that, golf yes. that, that's that's what's really 
<laughs> just like shotgunning six beers before a freaking tour. <laughs> Shut up, Lauren. That was that was Lauren's idea. You gotta come out and golf with me though, because I'm really bad. But, but, okay, but, they're great. I can join. If you're better than swinging this, you're better than me. Cause yeah. I, I can't actually hit the golf I'll, ball off the tee. Let's I'll, do no, it. No, they, they're, they're better than me. No, no shot. But I'll just say like the regarding me, like we were talking about what was it like knowing your limits and whatnot. It's like um, it's really like. The, being an artist you, you're not really on a team like being a solo artist mm -hmm. you're like by yourself so you have to but you have to adopt a team mentality which is really tough because you're like is this me just you know admitting weakness or is that is this me like because someone like me that's super egotistical I want to like work on everything and be great at everything but then it's like there are times where you look around you have to look around the room and survey it and know like these people can handle this yes and they're really good at this mm -hmm. and I'm good at it but like they're better so yeah. do that. But you've also pushed yeah. your limits to understand that that's yeah. not your strength. Yeah. So you have to push your limits to something yeah. that, okay, that's where this draws a line for me. If I need something past the line, I go get help. You know? Yeah, and I think I think I would recommend to anyone in any field, if you're, like, to try to do, if you're on a team, like, try to do everyone's job on that team. To understand. Yeah, to understand mm -hmm. it. And, like, like a director in a film. It's like a leader. Director, it's like, a leader role. Like a director in any film has done everyone's job on set. Like has done like acting. Director, bro. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah. like you have to you have to know like everyone's job. That doesn't mean you have to be the best at everyone's job, but you have to like respect and know the job. And and I think that that's been the biggest thing for me too is because I've done everyone's job in creating an album, in creating music. Yeah. It's like looking around and seeing like, oh. They, they're better than me at this Let, let's use them because it's going to sound better it's better for the the overall thing like it's just it's it's like being a young person and letting go of your ego is really tough especially when it's all in your hands letting go of it is like the i think that 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 could be yeah i think it's like the idea of like being more invested and interested in the actual result than your impact on the process exactly yeah wow yeah. we could just end it there like yeah, like, like, like that like, you, you know what i mean where it's That's just like true. um i don't have to be like, it doesn't have to be all about how much work I put in and how cool my impact was on it. Mm -hmm. It has to be if the end result sounds as epic as it could if everybody, like, pulled their weight and did their yep. stuff. And, like, if everybody was them, if everybody did the most them thing that they could do and they, like, put their own twist on their own work and that's how we all collaborated and came together, it's going to be the, the best result possible. It's like a perfect football yeah. play, bro, and everybody does their job. Yeah. And it's, like, it's just art. It's, like, it's so cool. So everybody does their job for a performance or whatever the case yeah. is. Um, it's amazing. And then just going back to director, man, like, I think Uncommon Entertainment needs a director. Bro, it sounds like, uh, sounds like, um, yeah, well, like, <laughs> uh, but before we wrap up, I want a lightning question, okay. uh, some yes, things yeah. off of you. Yeah. And it's because, um, I've, since I've known, it's a little bit, you know, I'm a little biased and a little cheater because I know you have so many interests yeah. and your spectrum of things that influence you and are inspirations is so awesome because it's so wide of, you like this thing over here and this thing over here and you like a lot of things in the middle. So I want to riff off, I'm going to ask you your favorite and then some things. And then okay. I want, you have like 10 to 15 words to tell us why. Yeah, for sure. Okay. It's a 10 so, to 15. So, your favorite movie. Is it bad that Joker comes to mind the first time I, I heard that? Okay. The reason why? why Joker comes to mind is as a performer, I'm going to try to really, sorry, that doesn't count as parentheses. Uh, <laughs> as, as a performer, watching him struggle and having a dream and falling to one side of the spectrum is is really difficult to watch and he went the wrong way but i can understand why he went that way mm -hmm. exactly it's the anakin story 
So seeing that as like a cautionary tale to anyone who's trying to be great at something. And yeah. if you think about it, like there was nothing that he did in the film that you couldn't justify. See yourself doing. Yeah. That you couldn't yeah. justify. Like yeah. not saying it's right, but you yeah. could like so like, I, I could see how he ended up there. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, everything. It he makes did. sense. Like, right? I'm not saying I would have made that choice, but I could see how he ended up there. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think anyone that's trying to be great at something, Joker's a great idea and you should watch it and learn from what he did, but also learn from maybe going the opposite way of what he did. I mm -hmm. love that. Okay. Idea. So, okay. Your favorite director? Um, it's no, it's it's crazy because there's so many directors. Um, you know who's really crazy? Um, obvi I mean, like obviously everyone likes like Quentin Tarantino, but I think that that, that that's a very biased decision. Yeah. Not actually that big of him. Yeah, <laughs> people love him, but I, you know, honestly, man, it's like you're gonna laugh, but like because sometimes it's not always all the way. But the fact that George Lucas did what he did with the first Star Wars, like. It's fun. The fact that he... I honestly expected that or Spielberg to be your answer. No. And, hey, Spielberg's probably the GOAT. Like, he is literally, a great, he's he, a great Spiel, Spielberg's the GOAT, for sure. But the fact... I just think the fact that, like, George Lucas wrote all of those characters. He created that world. He directed it because he had to. And then he outsourced for the second film. The fact that he, like, knew he was like, you know... You know, I should probably outsource for the next few films. But the fact that he did that to start it up... Like I respect that, like, like and, and the fact that like that that's probably if you think about it now, it's the most profitable franchise of all but time, and, 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 and it's his down. brainchild. And obviously, yeah. he's not like you know, oh, you know, Francis Ford Coppola is pretty crazy too, like The Godfather. Oh, like, oh, yeah, oh. Francis. <laughs> but, 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 what? Yeah. I, I just respect the way that that George Lucas just like kind of took on everyone's role. I respect that a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, actor and actress. Actor and actress. I love Matt Damon, bro. Like, mm -hmm. I love him. I think... So, well, he also, like... Okay, he, and also, favorite Matt Damon movie? Um, favorite... Uh, Born <laughs> Identity. <great. laughs> um, okay, oh, it's such a good series. It's so great. It, well, because he, he also... Except the one with Jeremy Renner, where it's, like, kind of... <laughs> well, 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 I'll say the first one. The, Born yeah. the first one. But, like, a favorite actress, I'll say, I really like... You're gonna laugh, but, dude, not even laugh. Like, she's great, but I, I really love, like... I think Scarlett Johansson has really. Oh, oh, Natalie Portman has proved herself. Oh, across she's so her great. She, she's so great. From like, she's so fantastic. Know, Natalie, sorry, from like Black Swan to like Star Wars and all the stuff she's done. She's pretty amazing. Scarlett's amazing too. No strings attached. I love Big that. Big range. Movie. Big range. Great. Yeah. I love that movie. It's great so movie. Good. <laughs> I'll say too with, with um, I was talking about Matt Damon. He came on the scene from writing his first film, so I really respect that. He wrote it with with Ben Affleck. You know, he Good wrote Will Good Will Hunting, and it's then he goes on to act. His. Yeah. So I respect him. I, I really think that he is like, I think that he actually even deserves more flowers than what he has, yeah. to be honest with you. What about book? Well, um, sorry. Favorite book? Favorite book. I read, um, favorite book of all time. I read this book called The Alchemist. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah yeah that, that was a really good book but the, the whole idea i kind of strayed away from that thought the whole it is written maktub thought for a long time and, and really like the truth is that it is written everything that you're going to accomplish is going to happen the way that it's supposed to happen you just have to like allow it to happen the way that it's supposed to and that's not to say that you don't work hard but it's more like you have to work hard but not get in your own way at the same time. Yep. It's a very Flow. interesting thought. It's an interesting thought, you know? And Okay. Um, um, favorite musical artist, which I'm sure is really difficult for you. <laughs> shit, shit. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> Musical artist, can, can I give you a top five? Because I, I have see, a top yeah, five. See? I know I you have a top I five. I know you have a top five. I honestly thought you were going to ask for like a top 35. I respect so the top five. I'm, I'm impressed you only went with five. It might even be a top six because I was talking. Is this of all time? I love that he knows his so, six. He has like a well, six. It's just like a, such a specific number. Yeah. I'll say my, my ultimate goal is to eventually be like the Michael Jackson, like pop-wise in my career. But also, if you think about like John Williams, like, like the stuff that he's composed. Because I, I actually... I think if I couldn't sing, I'd be a composer yeah, regarding right. like you know like 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 symphonic stuff, wow. and orchestral. That's awesome. Like if you think about all the stuff that John Williams has done, Harry Potter, uh, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, uh, Jaws, 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 every Jaws. like bro, like literally anything you can think of, he's done. And like Danny Elfman too is one of the best. And like I think my top five would probably be Michael Jackson, um, Queen, but like Freddie Mercury from Queen. I love Lauren Hill a lot. Oh, so John good. Williams, Danny Elfman, and my six. You're gonna laugh, uh, not even laugh, but like I love Carol King. She's one of the greatest songwriters. That's one of my dad's favorites ever. Bro, she, she is, she could be the goat. Like she, she might be. Like you, you can make the argument. Like the way she plays piano and writes and sings. She wrote for like Aretha Franklin, yep. but then also writes for like Donny Osmond. She's she, Carol King might be the goat. She she could very quite possibly. You can make the argument any day. But so that that's my goal is to be a great pop entertainer. But then when I get older, because pop, if you think about it, it's like football. Like pop has a shelf life. Mm-hmm. Or sports, pop has a shelf life. Yep. You can't stay there forever. Yeah. And then I want to um, eventually um, transition into film composition and be more like, like well, John Williams is the GOAT. Like, let's just be honest. And he's the GOAT. And now, like, who's coming to be the GOAT now is freaking Ludwig Gordonson, who does, like, Black Panther, did, like, Redbone by Childish Gambino, does all this sh- in The Mandalorian. He's yeah. the GOAT now. But like, like that's I want to be like those types of guys. We can do that. So yeah. next one, uh, favorite rapper, and logic cannot be your answer. And you know it's it's really, <laughs> it's really sad, man, because like he, he got me through a lot of times. Like I was. Well, really, yeah, let's, you could talk about that too. Like for people that don't know, you signed with Logic's record label, right? Uh, yeah, I was signed you with Logic's record that. label, and, and I'm, I'm gonna be honest. But when I really think about it, like his mentality from like early twenties to like. I would say like 27 like he because because you know he it, it was a different he, he really like verbally and lyrically encompassed like everything that i went through he went through he released the uh the young sinatra mm-hmm. um collection like last week or whatever and just like i i texted and i was like hey man like i really like the fans really appreciate this and by fans like i mean myself yeah but, like for real like i really like like you you're saying a lot of things that i really need to hear and, and he's just like I don't think he really gets what what I'm saying when I'm saying like, hey man, like like I don't think he actually understands when I say like I'm like a fan. Of yeah. Like, like if you listen to my song like oh like um like idols like I literally say one of his lines at the end of the song. I say yeah. I used to wonder what it feel like. like I, I, well, like, the fact that you when you came on Flexecution yeah. and you were in the background, I was like, bro, this dude's on it. Like, cause oh, I knew that that was your dude, bro. Like you yeah. know, like and Logic was the fucking I, shit. I, when I you was, came out, there, I was like. That is fucking dope that he that you're on that song and yeah. you got so big and I'm like, but my boy John's on that song like. When I got my six hour tattoo on my ribs, we listened to Logic for six hours. And I was like, yeah. No, because he's literally six hours straight. He he had like his his mentality was such like a like at that age like Young Sinatra through like Bobby Tarantino was such like a 
he just had this ferocity in the way that he like I'm not saying like, in, like, like I'm, I'm just comparing that because everyone grows and develops well he's, he's he was dope on the uh, like what was the XXL freshman yeah. when he came out he, yeah, he, the way he would deliver bro was just so smooth and his voice was just so yeah. clean like so I, honestly like, like he, he I don't know if he's gonna watch this but if you do watch this dude like, like, I, like I, I look up to you every day like for real like I really do and it's just like I listen to like what you said at those age at that age and like you're at around the age that I am or I was when I heard it and I was just like it meant a lot and also another album that was huge to me that really helped change my life was obviously 2014 Forest Hills Drive like the way like 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 his whole like the intro like do you want to do you want to be happy and then then going into like you know January 28th like he just what he's talking about and just I remember like there was um I remember when I was about to get dropped from Epic, I walked back to my hotel because I was supposed to do something, and I think that I, I went in and I performed for them, and I, like, didn't, I didn't really, like, succeed. That They kind of were like, ah, oh, no, he, 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 don't, he don't got it. And I remember walking back to the hotel and listening to, because um, it was about a 10-minute walk to the hotel, and that's about around the, around the time, or maybe, like, six minutes. That's around the time of, like, the intro to the um, for end of the first song. And I remember I listened to those two songs and I was like crying, like walking back, listening. I, it was like raining on me. And I'm listening to the first two songs on that album and I was like, damn, like I failed. I, re- I failed. But then I'm listening to J. Cole saying like, the real is back, the bill is back, flow bananas <laughs> here, pill is back. And what you'll find is your highness can paint a picture that's vivid enough to cure. Like, I'm just like, wow, like, like this is, this is the confidence that I need. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and hearing him speak like that. And that's what I think Logic had too, is just like the... Obviously, like a favorite rapper, it's 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 crazy, and there's so many great rappers. But like, I have a personal connection. I I, I wish that he knew that more. I don't, I don't know if Bob even knows that. Like that that like, the way that he used to put like not even used to the way that he puts things together. Like I, I listen to everything he says. Like you can listen to the way I rap. It's very like like very reminiscent of what mm-hmm. he does. Very mm-hmm. reminiscent yeah. of what he does. And it's like he inspired me so much. I just like, if he doesn't know that, if you're watching this for whatever reason, I, I hope that you're. I hope that you know like I really like I take after everything you do I take after everyone that I look up to to be honest like I'm, I'm unlike nobody else I'm that's, that's, well, that's what I'm saying you got the pull from here pull from here pull from, and then you make it your own that's what's so dope about your style like that's what's sick thanks man who do you think is um, your biggest non-musical um, inspiration oh like that's nothing really... to do with music but has the biggest inspiration on, on your music Michael Jordan Probably. What? Have you read that book too? Which Relentless, book? The uh, Tim S. Grover. Dude, I need to. Can yeah. you see text to me? Yeah. Because like, you know why? It's because Michael is everything that I want to be, but also everything that I don't want to be, if that makes any sense, because mm-hmm. he's the GOAT. You learn a lot about but that in the last dance. Of, yeah. There's a lot of struggle that people don't know about. Well, like the when Reggie Miller's talking, like he, Michael's the saddest person I know. I'm like, holy And also, shit. Michael's, Michael's life is like, a bunch of people like, I don't ever want that life to deal with what he had. He had to stay in his hotel room for so many nights because he's like, dude, I can't go outside. Yeah. He was such a star. Regarding like that, like that doesn't bother me more so than the way Michael sees himself. The fact that he knows that he could go back and could have gotten that seventh ring. That, and the yep. fact that that sticks with him, it really hurts me. So uh-huh. I'll say Michael Jordan is probably that for me because Michael Jordan is the most irrationally great person you can possibly think of because he does everything like everything on the on the basis of extremism 
he does all of that, but then also he works against himself too. Like if you think about it, until Phil Jackson was there, he wanted like like I I can I mean obviously I'm not trying to like this sounds arrogant, but I'm not trying to compare myself to him. But like I can see a lot of myself in him when like if you think about it, before Phil Jackson got there, he wanted the ball in his hands all the time, and yep. Phil Jackson literally said. And when I think of the ball in my hands, I think of producing, writing, singing, writing. Everything yourself. Yeah, I think of that. Mm-hmm. And he says, Phil Jackson shows up when, when after you know they, they got rid of the last coach. He says, "You could, yeah, you could win the scoring title every year. Like you, you, you could drop forty five every, you know, average forty five a year, but you're not going to win a title." Like yeah, that. yeah. And, and and the fact that he said that, and the fact that Michael was like, at first like, "No, nah, I'm not going to do it," but then eventually was like. Yeah, open Phil to knows it. what he's talking about. Yeah. Like, that's wisdom. And, and and like if Michael didn't do that, like you know how many NBA players we know that could drop forty to forty five a game that don't end up winning titles like that. And Michael, Plus. yeah, it, great example. And someone like, compared, yeah, average triple double double all season is compared, unbelievably yeah. impressive, but also. I mean, he yeah. I want to go win one. Yeah, I can't even remember. Someone compared me to him like on my record label, like John Lindell's like the Russell Westbrook of of the music industry, and I was like, I, I soldiers. <laughs> like thanks for like bro. No, the sad thing is like like no disrespect. Like he, I know well, he's yeah, a great he's player. amazing he's athlete. Great, yeah. But like the but and, he, and he's learning this now, which I'm really happy about because I want Russell Westbrook to be like to get the title. Uh, like I so want, bad. I want him so to, bad. I want him to I'm, win. I'm just saying, but like when I heard that, I was like, I know what people mean when yeah. they say that and but I'm you like, know the behind like the behind yeah, yeah. And, and and russell westbrook could is gonna be that dude when he just, he's, he's, he's gonna be he's gonna be fine but, but i was just gonna say like like the whole thing with michael is that he learned that but then he all he michael works with himself but also works against himself so much yep. he's the goat but and so so i would say like the person that i learned the most from is michael because of that because he there are things that i could learn from like yeah like michael did this i should do that but then also it's like but also, Michael's severely depressed, I, and, and he yeah. and and like he doesn't. Michael's the goat, bro. Like he, he doesn't need MJ, bro. He doesn't he doesn't need any. I mean, obviously, like LeBron's doing his thing, but like but like Michael's got an illustrious record. He doesn't need to prove anything to Mm-mm. anyone, bro. Yeah, like so, to yeah. to break up the to his three peat, he had to go play a different sport. That's how good he was. <laughs> yeah. Like the NBA was like. I mean, hey. Go play baseball, bro. <laughs> and the thing is, and the I'm, only thing that makes us to make the Bulls not win, uh, we need you to literally change leagues. And the sad thing is, is like I'm concerned with being the goat in my field before I'm even in the conversation. That's the problem. So it's and a lot of times, and if you think about it, Michael, like obviously was like the best player in the league, but he wasn't in the conversation of like the goat until no. he started winning. No, he he in the last answer is like. Larry and Magic had a pull on the game that I didn't have yet. Yeah. You no, know, like he was like I wasn't in that conversation of like where they were of like mm-hmm. the legacy left on on sports, the game of basketball. Yeah. In America, yeah. you know, they left and he wasn't even close Be- to that, and he admitted it. It's because the legacy is how you affect other people. Yeah. I don't really think it's how it's can you go to another team and change the whole environment and people and energy of that team and go win. I think oh. that's what makes people great. Like, yeah, bro, you can. Do whatever you want past people and go score all you want, but are you making the other people around you better? Are you bringing yeah. everybody else? So I think What's that's the, the goal. Yeah, that's that's the goal. That's the Kobe's. That's the that's the cleaner of, of what Tim S. Grover yeah. says is just buildings. Yeah. yeah, that's being great. It, uh, it's, yeah. What were you gonna say, bro? One last question yeah, before we wrap up. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Your biggest non-music fictional character, biggest inspiration. Naruto. 
Naruto is I one. love that you have an answer so fast. All right, hit Bro, it. Why? Here's why. And explain who that is for people who no, like okay, a little so bit more than you did earlier. For anyone that doesn't know, I'll say I'll say I'll give three honorable mentions. You got Naruto, you got Anakin, and you got and you got um, like our Iron Man. Those are the three probably the most because they work against themselves. But so, so I'll, I'll give you the best reason for for Naruto. Naruto is an anime character. It's when the it's when Japan started trying to like you know pander to to like to Western America with like a blonde haired blue eyed anime character. But the reason why is I'll just give you a brief synopsis of who he is. He's basically he doesn't know this, but he's the son of the lead of like the goat of his village that sacrificed himself to save everybody. And Naruto, but, but the reason why he sacrificed himself was because he sealed this evil beast who was destroying that village into the body of his child and so everyone as a kid looked at naruto as like an outcast and they looked they didn't understand him they, they they treated him a certain way and naruto was trash like he like was so bad at so many things and like like wanted to be better always but was never the best at what he did and he looked at all these other people and they were like they were better than him and he just kept trying and trying and trying it was bad for four bad for so many years and and then eventually he just started like accepting all of this help and he had but he had all this power with that like evil beast inside him he had all this power but he didn't know how to channel it and so he learned over all these years of how to channel it and his whole goal was he said uh, as like a 10 12 year old kid like i just want to be the hokage of my village hokage meaning leader i want to be the hokage of my village so everyone will stop disrespecting me and everyone will finally see that i can i i, I know what i'm doing and that i'm i'm worthy of greatness but then as he grew and grew older he understood that it was more about the welfare of the village and not about himself and he just got better and better and better and now at, now at this point like the the series in anime has transitioned into boruto which is his, his son and naruto is the hokage he's in like the goat like no no one's even close mm -hmm. like, like like the hit and the rival that he was always training himself against admittedly says that naruto is like much better than him now and like but they're but they're still together like they're just like together and, Nar and what's cool about naruto now is like he wants to team up with this guy all the time because together they're more powerful than anybody yeah and it's like and he's just he's just the epitome of like knowing when to use your ego and to use your anger and your frustration to get what you want but also knowing when to reel it back and and to look at the people around you and who can really serve your position better he's he's just he's best at delegating and he's yeah naruto's the best he's he's the goat that was a fucking great so answer <laughs> I, I asked that question on purpose because uh john is the epitome of realizing that naruto is an idea that uh a person or group of people had that they wanted to create this content and this media that made a real impact on people's lives and people that are like watching and viewing it and there are going to be people that watch this to pass time. And then there are going to be people that engulf themselves into it and actually let it reflect on their own lives and take the values that the people who had this original idea wanted the actual viewers to take into their own lives. So I, I think whatever show you're watching, because um, I, I personally take a lot of influence in my own life from fictional characters. Totally. All the time. But it's because there was a real human being just like me that instilled those values in that character that it's aspirational. It's, you're, you're a hero yeah. on purpose. You're that guy on purpose. You're the guy or the girl that's like the main character on purpose. So it's I meant to relate to you. It's it, meant, yeah. Exactly. And it's supposed to be aspirational because while they might not be a real person, they're a fictional character, the ideas and values came from a real human at some point when they, when they wrote that script and, and every part of it. So that's why I wanted to ask him because I knew that he would dissect something 
so much deeper than people generally view it, which is something I think everybody can do with anything that you're watching. Even if it's an ad on a commercial on TV, if it's a regular podcast like this, but anything fictional, it came from a real human that wanted to, yeah. this end user to see these values and aspire those for themselves. And recognize your cautionary tales too, because there are good sides of you and bad sides of you. There, there are sides that are gonna work for you and, and against you, and there are characters in movies that you watch that encompass who you don't want to be, yeah. but who you are very, very much alike. There's polar opposites. Yeah, exactly. But then there, yeah, it's like both mm-hmm. sides. So like, I think that's a big thing too for me is like recognizing, like I watched Tin Cup. I don't know if you guys know that, that golf movie. Kevin Costner. Bro, Come it made on. me so mad. But like, like his stubbornness and like, it made me so mad because like. What's he? He's he. It's like an eighteen on one hole or something. Exactly. Like that. Like, but he does what he wants to do, and yeah. I'm like, damn, I don't want to be that though. You know what I mean? It's it's. But like, you you'd be like ah, but I am like I. Oh, I have been for sure, but like I feel like I'm kind of that guy right now. So and you I, don't want to be that guy because he looks looks like an idiot. Yeah, exactly. So the whole point is, I think in life is. They create these films and these stories and these people that us for us to read about and watch to for us to relate to. Maybe we relate to the villain in one movie. Maybe we absolutely. Maybe we relate to the hero in one movie. It's it, like, it hits different for everybody. Yeah, that's and where if, people are like, "Hey, you realize Heath Ledger wasn't really the villain as much as people thought he was." No, he wasn't. You know, no, like, no. but like, it's or, like it's like a maturity of like realizing like there's obviously there's an, a shit ton that he does in that movie where it's like, "Okay, you're you're a serial killer. You're horrible," but there's. <laughs> A lot more leading up to those those decisions in the movie, where it's like I can understand a lot of the decisions yeah. he made to that point, and I understand yeah. a lot of what he's saying now. It's like the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, like everything that you see in that movie. If you really watch it again, like you're just kind of like, dude, like this man was screwed from birth. Like, yeah. Yeah. like, like these people really did, and like obviously not everyone has that experience. But I just, I, I would, I would advise people that are watching this to kind of look at perspective. You know, yeah, perspective. Putting yourself in their shoes. The cautionary tales mm-hmm. of being. Because everyone's good and bad, I truly believe that. Yeah, like, sure. And like, you, our whole goal is to kind of create that, like you know, trifecta of having the. Because the best is when, like, that's why I love Naruto. Because he, because he's he literally like this evil beast is inside him. He befriends this evil beast, and that's how he's the most powerful. Because he's friends with this evil thing that was destroying his village, and they're they're homies now, and their chakra their chakra is so unbelievably strong that they can't lose. Like, and, but it's because these evil things and him are friends, and they and they like and they're complete opposite. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And and you, the whole thing I think is I think taking our naturally bad things and good things and just aligning them. them yeah. it, it's that's the whole. I think that's basically what you guys always talk about in the Uncommons podcast. I mean, that's what we initially want to be that media that hits different or whatever the case is, and bringing like, dude, like we would have got that information from you know a lot of other people or ourselves of like how Naruto hit different for you which it might hit for somebody else to relate and I think that's kind of what we're going for is for it to hit somebody deep in their chest which changes their direction whatever the case is and um, you should watch it it would hit yeah, I know, really I, specifically I really should I've heard a lot of people like my homie Dakota and then Cole McDonald they were telling me like bro like you need to start watching some anime bro like all these like there's like one about like Dragon Slayer or something yeah. that we were talking about. I'm just like, dude, okay. For you like, specifically, like me knowing you, yeah, Foster, okay. I, I'm telling you, if you watched him, you would be crying in the first episode. All right. Like I'm telling I'm you, dive oh, in. Like, I'm gonna dive oh. in. Like it's it's like it's insane. Like like yeah, it's it's anyone that watches it that knows me just laughs because they're like, wow, that sounds a lot 
like shit you say all the time. So, <laughs> no, and you, Luke, you would like it too. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm mainly just saying like, because I think, I think Luke has a better pers- like. I think me and Caleb have a very like emotional viewpoint of the world, whereas Luke is able to kind of like, look at it. And that's like, why we compliment each other yeah, so good. Because yeah. I am a dreamer, and he's a realist and a dreamer. Like he has big yeah. dreams, but he's like, okay, what's the first step of that dream? He's when you very- watch it, you're like Shikamaru, bro. When you when you watch it, like Shikamaru is the character in the show that like on I'll just say it like this before we wrap up. Uh, so Naruto is the character in the show that's very like emotional and is like polarizing left right like what you know blah or like sad or whatever but like shikamaru is like like the smartest one and like is better than really everybody but just kind of like chills and doesn't really care about you know being like he he does whatever the room asks for like he's like a chess player like he moves a little bit and then is like ah I'm gonna lose. So I'm gonna stop. Mm-hmm. And, and, and but like he's like you need you guys both need to watch it together. I'm telling because <laughs> right. it's it's very like you're gonna relate to a lot of the characters. And Shikamaru is like and, and the cool thing is Shikamaru and Naruto end up like running the village together. Like Naruto's like the Hokage, but Shikamaru like does all the tactical. He's like the stuff. reason. Yeah. He's like all the tactical stuff. It's really dope. And and, and like awesome. and people don't really like. And people like anyone that watches the show knows that Shikamaru like if he just tried he'd be the fucking goat like <laughs> like if he just like cared for like two seconds he'd be like but there are people like that that people that like and, and the thing yeah, is because they don't need that they don't feed off that no it's not their job to care it's their job to look at everything in a pragmatic logical situation and be like I see you're struggling here I see you're struggling here let's let's figure this out and and that, that's what leaders do mm-hmm. so it's, I don't know yeah yeah this uh, whole day has been incredible this podcast was amazing i mean we're gonna have to run it back make some I mean, music dude yeah uh, yeah i mean go check out this vlog first of all but dude this conversation was amazing thanks for letting us into your home and your there, will, there will definitely be an episode two three and four I promise you for really there should, really just, be, there should yeah. just be like a weekly segment bro like <laughs> dude, we'll, we'll friday morning friday <laughs> morning with john which includes and, and all has to include the same and all that i just <laughs> yeah. had because it was fantastic bro that's, that's so sick uh, no, yeah, but let's um, let's uh, make some music or something. Yeah, we're gonna, we're John's gonna make some music for us. We're gonna put all the links and everything, you know, to the vlog and the podcast. So you're gonna be able to find all of John's music, all yeah. of his Instagrams, all that stuff. So, um, let's get it. Yep. Thank you for watching and listening to the Uncommon's podcast. I just took a picture of you guys. Let's go make music. <laughs> we just got a photo taken of us. We're about to release. We're about to create some music that's gonna get. Probably signed to Def Jam. I don't know. I'm I'm not quoting John, but I'm also I'm pretty sure he just told me we we're guaranteed a contract. <laughs> yeah, well, I think if you're hearing this, I'm about to rap, bro. Yeah, yeah. you already know. All right. And sweet. also, Ellie Reed, if you're hearing this, I don't want to sign with you. Um, <laughs> bro, thank you. Oh, <laughs> I'm coming podcast. Gee, I'll be right back. Sorry, guys. No, that was okay. awesome. That was.